What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean. Me and Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. Genuinely, thanks for calling me your best pal. That's really nice. It's weird when you call it out. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, it's just it's a nice thing to do. To it me. like kind of makes me like want to take it back, but then is that that's super that's, oh, that's much worse. Yeah, that's, that's much, much worse. worse Connor. Is it more awkward to just leave it hanging there where I don't feel comfortable with it, or do I take it back altogether? What if you said this is my best pal, and I just said thank you? <laughs> Would that be better? This is one of the people I know, Sean. Me and Sean. How's it going? I'm Connor. I'm the best man, you know. Actually. <laughs> Um, so if you, this is your first episode um, what we do here is I talk about DC characters Sean talk, normally talks about Marvel characters um, and every week as I said we pick a comic book char- character and we just kind of let people in maybe they haven't heard about them maybe they haven't read a lot of issues about them and just kind of give you a crash course of what the character uh, is all about and some stories that they've been involved in um, yeah Big characters or small characters, yeah. like Chair, for example. For, for example, Chair. That that reel is doing way too well. I'm not. We put up. We put <laughs> He's up the a people's reel, champion. We put up a video uh, or a reel. I think they're now on Instagram and Facebook. Of, a reel and a TikTok of, of a, of a yes. highlight of a, the Chair episode that we talked about Marvel character that is just a chair and it got more views than anything and it continues the trend of chair infuriating me with his popularity (laughs) imagine imagine the orb sitting on chair that's the podcast like summed up that's our most powerful sexual fantasies (laughs) look if anyone wants to draw that for me send it to me privately my girlfriend will break up with me but look it'll get pride in place in the sitting room so what's well, going on the fridge lads <laughs> um, if this is your first episode don't worry you don't have to do anything if this is your second or above you do have to give us five stars or a like and follow whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on it yeah. would really really help us out a comment I always love a comment people are very very kind in the comments so thank you very much um, Spotify also has a and a option so you can leave just like a comment underneath that as well at the yeah. end of it or you can paste a link to our Patreon for everyone to click on as well that would also be a very seems, big help to the pod seems weird to do that but yeah we do have a Patreon that you can we support the show over it's there great. there's a bunch of extra episodes all over there but Sean um, what Hero Zero uh, what I love about Hero Zero is that the, mm-hmm. f- the people who listen to us the kind the kind legends who tune in uh, they get to recommend characters for us and True. one of our uh, one of our longest listeners, one of our favourite listeners, Mister Kieran, he messaged in on Instagram, and I'm going to give Kieran a show because he always sends in what every month. I normally get like one little DM that's just like, I like this character. We should do that, and okay. I totally respect that. Loads of people do it. Thank you very much to everyone who does that. Almost on a weekly basis. It's also basis. very helpful because we we do run out of characters. Yeah, like frequently. And one of the characters that Kieran wanted to talk about was DC's Static Shock. Um, okay, now, this is a character that I think a lot of people love. Um, due to the TV show from the early 2000s 
and yeah, that we all watched. That we, <laughs> did you not watch Static Shock either? I didn't watch Static Shock. Oh no, God. we talked what about this. What animated shows have you seen? <laughs> Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Uh, totally Spies. That was another like, one. Uh, my whole childhood was just like Batman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock. You're yeah, like Barrel Truth. I, I was busy watching Dragon Ball and shit. <laughs> I was busy getting girls, man. <laughs> no, so, girls were icky. <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Um, um, this obviously very famous from the show um, in like uh, in the early two thousands. So much so that the show is called Static Shock, but his superhero name is basically Static. But I think everyone knows him as Static Shock. Uh, That's just, just what they refer to him as. And you could kind of say either, really. But his original, his original incarnation, the comic book that he started in, is just called Static. So I think that is like the the full, that is the proper name. But if you say Static Shock, obviously people are going to be like, well, actually, his name is Static. And if you do do that, then who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you do do that, then stop doing that. Stop uh, doing that, man. It's fine. Everyone knows who you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so Static Shock is also a character that we covered already on the pod four and a half years ago oh my god yes almost half a decade ago no longer exists i'm sure it was probably recorded on a phone and it's a character that i've done a lot more research in since then so i'm very excited to cover it here um so like a whole generation as i mentioned grew up watching him in his own animated series um and it's often wonder why this absolute fan favorite has never really had a bigger role in dc's mythology um, if you haven't mm. seen the TV show, this is probably kind of an interesting uh, report because a lot of people listening will have that nostalgia associated. For you, Static Shock isn't really a character you you would ever see then. No, genuinely, like when we first talked about him four and a half years ago, that was the main exposure I had to Static Shock was learning about him through this Crazy. show. Crazy. Um, and because of that, the, the reason why he doesn't appear in a lot of DC's mythology is actually because of license, licensing. I was going to say, is it like a rights issue with the, the production company that he made it? He is him? actually a character from Milestone Comics, um, oh. which bit was a comic imprint published through DC. So there's a weird thing where DC doesn't fully own the character and his parent company, Milestone, actually works to regulate how he's used. While this means the static has been able to retain the fantastic personality and ideas that make him such a beloved character, uh, he also hasn't been able to appear in a lot of DC's history as much as he deserves. That's really interesting because he's like, he's probably a character who stayed... Like, his core ideals have always been the same. He's never had a weird, dark turn in the 90s yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. That's really cool. And the good, the cool thing about it is Static Shock, the TV show, by the way, that could be a whole episode in itself. And how that got made is fascinating. Static Shock is one of only three characters that had an animated show in that period, in, like, the Tate Bruce Tim verse. And the other and two are Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah. Pretty heavy hitters in the comic world. <laughs> like, it's Batman, Superman, and Milestone Comics static. I mean, I have no idea. The story behind that must be absolutely fascinating. But, like, the idea that that character got picked up and brought in, so fucking cool. 
Even Dead. Yeah. So Static is a obviously he's a flagship character for Milestone Comics. Um, it, they they retain the copyright, the licensing, and the merchandising rights to all their characters, but DC mm. are allowed to kind of put it out basically. And Static was a comic first. And then a show? Or? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Milestone's Dakota-verse was noteworthy. So, they, they created the Dakota-verse. Um, set in Dakota. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> for, and it was very famous for featuring a lot of, uh, featuring a lot of African-American characters, stories, and creators, right? Uh, it yeah. was created by comic legend Dwayne McDuffie, and his first appearance was in 1993's Static Shock Number 1. Um, or static number one depending on whatever way you want to read it (laughs) yeah it means the Um, same thing regardless I'm just going to mix them up throughout this but they're the same they're the same human being Um, he was one of the four flagship titles of Milestone along with Icon Hardware and Blood Syndicate so like they launched all these cool unique heroes in this small comic book Um, yeah imprint Yeah, in print. So, the comics industry was in an upheaval at the time, thanks to the emergence of Image Comics the year before, basically making the entire industry of minefield of new companies. So, Image Comics went first, they got super famous, and then what happens is all these little comic companies companies are like, we're going to be the next Hey, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it. If they can do it, we can do it. So you had, a, you had a massive flood of smaller comic book people coming all through at once. And one of them was, of course, Milestone Comics. Um, the book itself, by the way, is a fantastic book. I've read the issue. Virgil is just like, he's such a likable kid, right? Uh, by the way, Virgil Hawkins is his name, right? But Virgil yep. is such a likable, like, nerdy kid that he's, he's basically Spider-Man in comic book form as well like that i like that like he's just he's 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 a believable character he's believable to be a teenager exactly start. and he's written as that and he's just a character that you really like immediately i just started reading and i was like i can see why this character got popular straight away yeah um, and the problem was that Milestone Comics as a whole was forced to decline in much the way as once the big push happened, there's a big massive cliff when they realise, oh wait, not everyone is Image Comics, but now the market is flooded with little comic companies and then yeah. not everyone can have a job, so it falls off a fucking cliff, which is what happened in the 90s. The boom was basically unsustainable. Um, my, most of the comics were discontinued but Milestone Media still owned the licenses for its characters and was able to create Static Shock which was an ongoing animated series on Fox Kids wow so it just like it got on the lifeboat from the comics crash of the 90s and then straight onto primetime children's like television proper Titanic shit like the rest of the place was going down yeah. And it got on this one lifeboat, one in a billion shot, getting the animated show, and then got it and then resurrected it. And just so happened to be picked up by the greatest comic-based cartoon production company yeah. that like ever existed. So Milestone Comics at the time wasn't part of like DC's continuity, it was a completely new yeah. other universe. But then after that, it, they, they kind of had to merge them back in. So that's why Batman and all, all show up in that show. Batman and Robin is, is, are all there and he also appears at Justice League Unlimited. A lot of those episodes, you see him in the future, he's always part of the Justice League, like That's older great. static. It's super cool. Um, 
So uh, he also then joined the Teen Titans, like the proper ones, the 2008 in the comics. Um, so to get into Virgil, because Virgil, I haven't actually touched on Virgil. Virgil, his story itself is super fascinating. How he came to be. Um, I forget his actual origin, like what what actually gave. So him his he's powers. born in Paris Island, Dakota City, as the second child of Robert and Jean Hawkins. Um, mm-hmm. As a young child, he was relatively close to his uncle and initially wanted to be like him. But his uncle insisted that he stay focused on his studies and make something of himself. His uncle was then unjustly arrested for murders that he knew that Virgil knew he didn't commit, but he got arrested. So Virgil started writing endless letters to different law firms, basically trying to get them to release his uncle. None of it worked. Um, His uncle was in jail. Um, fearing the rise in gang activity may have a negative effect on them his family moved to the supposedly safer working class neighbourhood of Sadler Um, so the main thing to remember with Virgil Hawkins is that he's such like he's such an amazing character and that the topics that this comic book touches on are so like they're so needed especially in the 90s like it's they touch on gang warfare they touch on like um, homophobia they touch on all that stuff in the 90s that I think mainstream comic books were kind of just like skimming around not yeah it was kind of like it was like a don't ask don't tell kind of thing yeah like it was they wouldn't actually do full stories about it for the most part but but because it was kind of off to the side and milestone milestone were like we're going to fucking run it's it's a young black kid who gets superpowers and he's surrounded by he's in this gang warfare that's going on and then they're going to actually drive home with that they have like a whole story of how actually he deals with his own homophobia because his best friend comes out as gay and he has to kind of internally deal with that himself because it's 1995 or whatever Isn't there it is. an episode? I, I've seen clips of this where he goes to a friend's house and the dad is like super racist. Yeah, like th- th- that's that's the, the TV show you mean. The TV show, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the TV shows, but I just mean originally in the comic books, that's where it comes from. Like, it's just, it's such a cool idea for just comic books to just see these comic books on the shelves. They're like, let's touch on these topics. Let's not just fucking skirt around them because it's important that people can read about this stuff. Yeah, which is wild because that's the whole, the Marvel ethos was like, it was like the world outside your window. But then they would just like not touch on certain things, yes. you know, so it's weird. This is the more so, realistic version of that. So when he was around nine or ten years old, Virgil's mother, Jean, was accidentally hit by a stray bullet. She was an ambulance medic uh, and she was out helping one of the victims and she got shot at a gag riot. She died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Um, so Virgil Hawkins, uh, his mother passed away, but he, Virgil Hawkins, he's just an average teenager. Um, and he loves comic books and role-playing board games. The problem is, the only problem is that he gets ridiculed and bullied, mainly by his rival, Martin Scapone, also known as Biz Money B. Um, and he later becomes a supervillain known as Hot Streak. Um, he's okay. also in the TV show. Uh, a lot of the TV show, by the way, changed names. They kind of changed little bits of here and there. Um, Virgil but says the, core the same. Is still but the same. Yeah, but other people kind of change around them. Um, so after taking a beating from him, so he gets beaten up basically by uh, this guy. Uh, his friend Larry Wade asks him to meet him at Paris Island, the most dangerous section of Dakota. And once there, Larry hands Virgil a gun in order to pay back his bully. Um, oh, fuck. But he, and he says, like, this is how you get payback, right? Yeah. It's sore about. 
but Virgil can't bring himself to do it and with that he tosses the gun in the water. There's one problem though. That exact same time there's a gang war going on right nearby um, and two gangs are shooting at each other and the police show up. There's a large brawl between rival gangs. The police arrive and they unleash a tear gas spiked with chemicals that they had just come up with. So the idea of the tear gas was they were going to spike it with chemicals and it would track young members of the gang that tried to slip away. It would like leave things under clothes that they could oh, then okay. track. Yeah, like they're like sniffer dogs, but like super chemically ones. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't really work that way. Things backfired and the gas proved harmful. Out of over 500 gang members that tried to slip away, only 10% of the people exposed to the gas survived. 90% of those kids died. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so this was an, like basically an untested nerve gas that they just threw into gangs of children yeah yeah Fucked. so only 10% of them of, of the kids survived and the 10% that did survive either mutated into monstrous creatures or gained superhuman powers and abilities so you either had a 90% chance of dying or you had a 10% chance and of the 10% maybe 2% is superpowers and 8% is big fucking monster that's kind of cool and it's a good way to like Here's this really normal grounded world. Then one weird thing happens, and then that's and it's what we're very, working uh, with. The TV show Misfits, where one bad one thing yeah. happens, and you create all of his his villains in one go, and you create. Which is him. cool because now everyone's figuring it out at the same time. Exactly. Um, he gets exposed to the gas, and he get, he gains electromagnetic powers, and basically he has the ability to create electricity to create um, like he can control anything uh, electromagnetic in any way like any sort of technology anything that conducts electricity or anything like that Um, but now he'd undergone a massive change he looked fine the gas from the big uh, they call it the big bang by the way that's uh, what it's known as Um, and it charged Virgil's body with electricity um, using electrokinesis Virgil was able to create a static field and manipulate the energy um, after this discovery, he begins to hold his powers, and his friend Richie is uh, in the comic books. That's who was, or sorry, his, his friend in the comic books is called Rick Stone. In the actual show, it's called Richie. They're the same yeah. person. If you've seen the TV show, he's the uh, he's Gear. He's the uh, the brains. Right. The, and did he get exposed as well, or is he just a really so smart? So the dude? right around really cool in the TV show um, is that it he doesn't he's not at the Big Bang right. And originally he has no powers and he's just a sidekick that he works with Virgil, that he like, he's on the computers, he helps him out. He's but the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair, but he's Ned. Okay. But then due to the vapor and the stuff that's still on Virgil's contaminated clothes and Richie spending so much time with him all the time, he undergoes his own delayed mutation. That's of like, cool. And that's how they get around it. So he's granted superhuman intelligence and highly advanced inventing skills, and he gets the name Gear. That's kind of cool. The, no one else is adversely affected by it. Like, no one mutates badly. No one, like, the bad mutations that happen, people turn into monsters, none of that happened from people be, stay, spending a lot of time. No, no, no. It, it was like, um, that's, I think, why Gear's powers are just like he gets super smart. In that, like, it's it's much less lesser power. 
Then, right, he's not like controlling fire or something. No, shit, no, he's, he's not. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he doesn't have like the ability to fly or anything. He just just probably like, enhances what he already had. A little he's bit. he's super smart as it is, but he just becomes smarter. With, That's with, cool. With, I like hanging that. out with him. Um, so basically, Static is born from that. He gets his powers very Spider Man esque. Gets the powers. He's just a kid. He's going to school. Yeah. And he's just like, right, you have powers now. You got to use them for what do I do good or bad. It's up to you. Um, so one of his best friends, Frida Gorn, who appears a lot in the comic books, uh, Frida, uh, she finds out that Virgil is static after he takes yet another beating from Biz Money B, who's now Hot Streak. Um, and so Hot Streak, by the way, power of flames, pure fire. Cool. Of course. Nice. Um, Classic. She later becomes more of a confidant than a friend to him as she keeps his secret. So she's like, uh, her and Richie are her, his two people that like yeah. they keep their secret identity. Um, and Rick Stone, or Richie, I've called him Richie in this because he's called Richie the TV show, but he's yeah, Rick like, in the comic books. It's, you again, can mix and match once again. We all know what it means. Yeah, yeah. So Richie's the one who actually comes out as gay in the comic books. And at first, Virgil is unable to deal with this. Um, but later comes to deal with his homophobia and has to look inward upon himself of like how does he become a better That's friend really interesting. to Richie and because he reacts badly and then he feels like fucking shit and he's like well he's still Richie like it doesn't matter because it's 1995 yeah. <laughs> so different yeah. world very um, very different time different also world. like de- definitely feels like something that was written from an actual experience mm. as well not yeah. just like hey let's write the, the gay character story now but like, hey, no, this is important to write this. And it's important for the character to, especially our hero, to deal with maybe he does have flaws. Like he has personality flaws that he's been a dick of a fucking friend. And he's got to yeah. come around to that to be like, oh, I shouldn't be a fucking dick. Maybe. I've learned that now. Maybe Richie's actually still cool. You know what I mean? Um, and to say, so he, how he gets around that as well within the same story is he has to save Rick um, or Richie. Um, as Hot Streak and a load of his cohorts basically organise the plan that they're going to attack Richie. He goes and he meets up other people um, who have come out as gay in the area and Hot Streak and all that are going to crash that and beat Fuck. the shit out of everyone because they're all homophobic. That's awful. Yeah. So Virgil basically has to be like, I'm what not What a very them. real villain that is. That's- yeah. It's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like proper, like, it's the, he has electric powers and the other guy has fire powers. But it's like, no, I'm going to beat up some gay people. Yeah. That's like, it, it's it's close to home. Like, that's fucked. Yeah. Very and, well written. That's but Vir- like, Virgil then has to go through his own thing. Well, like, if I don't like Richie because I'm kind of on their side and am I okay with them getting the shit out of him? And I'm like, well, no, I'm fucking not. Like, obviously. Yeah. Like, so... He and has you're to, seeing him unravel all of this. Yeah, you're seeing him, uh, like, what side of the argument is he on? Um, so, eventually he shows up and he, like, is fighting. And Ri- Richie, in desperation, actually shoots Hot Streak at one stage to try and get him away. Um, but eventually the, the problem is some Rich- Virgil comes in, Hot Streak runs away, and Virgil and Richie kind of talk it out. Um, how they kind of figured it out in the 90s was he actually teams up with uh, he comes across to the DC universe uh, to team up with some of its heroes Superman Superboy and Steel during a story called Worlds Collide uh, which was a crossover between Milestone and DC Universe that they did 
Um, cool. yeah. And they team up against a villain called named Rift, and he's later defeated when Static uses his powers to trap him and send the heroes back to their universes. Um, so that's kind of like how they first introduce him to the rest of the DC. Now, this is like 90, I think it's 96, maybe, 95, yeah. um, that, that they do this, but it's like a, it's a very quick... He's technically part of DC now. He's he's had that. He's meet. interacted with these people, and they know him, and he knows them. Exactly. And also, Milestone probably saw a big jump in sales once that. Of happened. course, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Virgil really quickly realized that being a superhero, Sean. This I'm going to read this paragraph, and you imagine at the start yeah. that I say a different superhero's name. Okay. Virgil quickly realised that being a superhero was more strenuous than he thought. He couldn't use his powers to deal with his bullies since that would reveal his identity. He couldn't hold down even the most menial job just to, due to his demands. And his grades began to suffer. Oh my... He's literally Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. But like in, in a cool way. Not like in a... I, we, we don't have enough of those characters that like they're in school and they're just trying to... That's what makes Peter Parker so cool. That, yeah, that's what makes any time he does heroics and sacrifices his own happiness. That's what makes him a hero. Yeah. Like every time he does that, you're like, fuck, this dude really just wants to help people. Yeah, and like Static is the exact same. So like Static, that's like the classic. He's in school. He's like, I gotta just do school stuff. But then there's somebody fucking getting mugged. Like I gotta use my powers to help them. I gotta leave school. Like if something's happening, yeah, um, and then he gets in trouble for leaving school. So uh, amid his crusade, crusade and his issues, he was having a few. He, by the way, one of his heroes is Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart. Like he has, it's cool. He idolizes loads of black superheroes in his world. Um, they're called Soul Power and Ananzi. Um, and then Green Lantern's, the John Stewart's Green Lantern as well is like a massive hero for him. That's um, really cool. So, amid his crusade and issues, Static eventually finds some comfort in a different hero known as Dusk, who's an enigmatic fellow adolescent vigilante with a strong code of justice. So, so when Static basically um, he starts displaying like kind of a bit more aggressive of a tone um and so when he first meets dusk then he's like oh you have the same kind of vibe as me you're a bit more aggressive i kind of like that so him and dusk really hit it off and uh, dusk displays admiration for his work and basically just are a bit of a robots and he actually has a girlfriend at the time but he's dating dusk on the side you know so dating dusk as static and then dating the other person as as Virgil. Virgil, yes. It's a classic, it's a classic move. It's a classic Spider-Man move, man. <laughs> um, and so the two of them actually took a turn when they, when they assisted the police on a drug bust, only for Static to discover that one of the dealers was his friend Larry from the very start, the guy who gave him the gun. Yeah. Right? And he finds out that Larry's there. Shocked, Static initially lets Larry go, basically putting a slight rift between him and Dusk. Because Dusk is like, we kill them. Like, we fucking fight the drug dealers. We stop them. We get yeah. them out of here. What are you doing? And he's like, I know that one. She's like, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, he's bad. Like, he's... he's he, um, she's like Punisher level of like, you're either bad exactly. or you're good. And the two heroes caught up with Larry a day later, just as some other dealers decided it was time to silence him. Dusk was injured, trying to protect Larry, who was ultimately killed in the firefight. Um, so Larry gets shot, right? Oh. And Dusk eventually is like, okay, I'm going to try and protect him because Virgil likes him. Yeah, and he vouches for him and I trust him. He vouches for him. So she tries to protect him. 
Larry still gets killed. Virgil or Static basically gets thrown into an unparalleled fit of rage and he brutally beats down every single tug that had anything to do with his best friend's fate before the parting. Um, He then intends to just give up on being Static. Um, And Jesus. uh, And he's like a kid still at this point. Like he is a child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Um, fucked. And so, like, he finds out that not only, like, he's kind of given up, then Frida, his best friend, she gets devastated as well because she was actually kind of in a relationship with Larry. Mm. And, like, she, and she, they have, like, a whole story of how, like, she stops eating and her grief, basically, she becomes leaner and leaner in the comic books. And then he finds out, like, she she's become anorexic, that she just hasn't eaten in weeks because her, her... And, like, they deal with all of this in the comic books. And not only that, then his current girlfriend, Daisy, breaks up with him because she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Where have you been? And he had to be like, oh, well, I was static and fucking Larry died. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, so... Um, like basically he's just completely devastated and he just gives up on being a superhero and goes back to being a normal kid static shock no more he says and there's his (laughs) costumes in the bin oh it's a beautiful panel (laughs) Um, in the following months since his retirement uh, Virgil's bond with Frida basically strengthens and like they become like really really close that they're just chatting they're just living a normal life that he's yeah. not always away and he's always interacted um but when a mysterious villain shows up and starts kidnapping a lot of the meta humans that were there that night they're known as bang babies it's a weird name we're not going to technically gonna all babies are bang babies technically true <laughs> technically <laughs> true virgil was reluctant to get involved even when asked by numerous heroes that like you're the only one that can save all of them. There's somebody going around kidnapping all but, the people. That but he's still like, I'm, I just got my own life back together. Yeah. Like He's been back like being Virgil for like three or four months at this yeah, stage. And he's like, I'm happy. Um, but he has to... Can you see what's going to happen, Sean? Great power. <laughs> he has a great responsibility. <laughs> Virgil ultimately relents and he joins his former allies to solve the crisis, eventually discovering that the villain... Um, was the was the legendary John Tower, a hero he looked up to. Tower had basically been trying to steal all the superpowers from all the superhumans around the area to like better himself. Um, and Static has to fight him and and like overcome him. He has but, to beat his like idol, like. And basically empowered by the good he had done, Virgil informs Frida that he intends to, to return to his role as Static. But only as a part-time hero. He's that. Not, he's not oh, doing full-time. He's setting boundaries. He's setting boundaries, yes. Um, there, there's also a whole storyline in... Um, I'm going to leave it there just because uh, I think that's a cool place to end. But there's a whole storyline, by the way, in Static that they cover 9-11. I'm, oh. I'm not even being like... Um, like they, they then go into like kids in the area who are from the Middle East who are then getting racially attacked Holy because shit. of 9-11 and Static has to come in and be like he he's like there's a moment where he shows up to try and attack the racist mob and then he's like no and then he de-escalates the violence and he has them arrested 
and me. they have to like work on this like how do you over you don't mean violence with violence <laughs> it's fucking fascinating that's so wild and like super important in the wake of 9-11 like, there's there's Jesus. no reason he should do all that it's so cool that there's a character no. that does all that and also for the writers to not like shy away from it or be like oh let's just not address 9-11 in this universe you know yeah. which arguably they could you know they could just say it didn't happen but it was important at the time yeah I look I think um, Static is such a cool fucking hero that and he covers so much ground and he delves into some really cool interesting stories I'd really recommend reading some of his issues from the 90s if you can find them online um, his powers and abilities powers is his physiology was altered by a mutant genetic explosion as we talked about or the, the gas and he has superconductive electromagnetism so static can sense resources of electromagnetic energy or objects that can be affected by it um, he can magnetize and demagnetize metals he can do elect- electromagnetic fields he's got mechakinesis he's able capable of fixing or operating electronic devices That's just at will in the 90s super useful now incredibly useful yeah he just basically controls the world Um, electromagnetic levitation he uses the 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 what's the fucking thing that he caught that he makes that he flies on Um, the disc thing is it the static saucer static saucer great he builds it and he flies along on that it's just a fucking cool look Um, he's got uh, wave lead tuning he can hear radio waves meaning he can listen in on the police broadband when He's just the perfect crime fighter. Like he's so good. Um, mental resistance. Um, as the brain, you're gonna like this one. As the human brain is an electromagnetic organ, yeah. and due to his status as a metahuman, Static has demonstrated considerable opposition to virtually all forms of hypnosis and mind control because he because the brain is technically elect, electromagnetic organ he can like enhance it so it doesn't get taken over that's genius <laughs> that's yeah. so clever as yeah. a power to have like ah i love that he's got ball lightning he can throw fucking balls of lightning at you if he wants so he, he could presumably move people's bodies then with his mind Probably, yes. Your body is controlled by all electricity. That's so. true, actually. I don't think they delve into that because then he would be like... It's pretty horrifying to think of. But y- yeah, it's like the could. guy in Misfits who can control milk. Yeah, um, yeah the exact same. High, <laughs> the exact uh, He's got high intelligence because he's already a gifted student as it was. Um, he has a prowess in science. And so that develop, that's why he's able to develop his own hover disc that he flies on. He's got tactical analysis, multilingualism, um, power absorption. Uh, sorry, his weaknesses are people can take his powers from him. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, someone can take it from him. He's, he's also... Um, Static's power has no effect on things that have natural resistance to his abilities, such as wood or rubber. So he's not able to attack them. Makes sense, but people don't generally come at go for killing with wood and rubber you know true um, and yeah his teleportation or transportation is the static saucer that he uses to fly through the air and it's just like a cool visual that that's he can that's such do. a cool character like I, reading the comics when they first came out must have been just completely different to whatever else was going on at the time and then yeah. for the show to also do that as well is a real home run probably it's- because they kept the rights and you know what? It's super fascinating that he isn't more famous. 
Like, if that TV show didn't exist, nobody would really know who Static yeah. was. And it's it's so cool because a character that that's well-rounded, you would think DC would drive into the ground and be like, this is a great character. Let's go all in. Let's put him in every single story. Justice League, Teen Titans, everything. He's in, he's in everything. Yeah. And they can't. So he, if you read a lot of issues, he never really pops up. But if I say Static Shock, people who who are like our age will know who he is just from that TV show. Yeah, and it's probably the most exposure the character ever had to a general audience. Yeah. Man, what a, what a cool character, Connor. I'm glad we talked about, about him today. Yeah, I, I, it was fun delving into that. I was trying to put together the report in the most cohesive way possible. It's like, I like it. It's like a history of the publication as well, which is cool. Like Especially a publication that small, and like they came up with static, so... Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, do, you gotta give them props. Now you have a whole other universe you can pick from for reports. They only have four so- heroes. Well, you have three more reports in the bag. <laughs> three more reports. Uh, Sean, would you like to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, then next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. If you want to go over there to really help out the show, help us to keep on making it be very much appreciated. There is also a merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. We shall see you all next week, guys. Bye.